Delano's Top of the Week. I'm joined in the studio now by Cordula from Delano. How's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? Very, very good. Thank you for joining us today. Um, so as we do every Monday, uh, Delano come in with a story that's been in the news recently to discuss with us and then a bit after that you choose some events that are happening this week for people to look forward to in Luxembourg and then uh, there's always a kind of personal twist with a, a pick of the week, it could be a track or a book or uh, something else. Uh, today we're discussing the debate that Xavier Bettel has scheduled uh, to take place in Parliament on Wednesday about whether vaccines should be mandated here in Luxembourg I believe. Exactly. So um, he requested this debate in December um, and I think it's a debate that has been happening across Europe and many different uh, countries in the US as well. It's uh, it's a global question. And um, up until now, the government has always very much said, you know, we're not introducing, we're not going to introduce a, a vaccine mandate. Um, it is the people's choice. And at the same time, they have tightened rules to an extent where if you're not vaccinated, um, you can't really do much anymore. Um, and then there was this shift in December where they said, you know, actually, we we need to have a debate on this. Um, and we also need to have a decision on this fairly soon. Um, and so there's a bunch of political parties who have come out with their stands, doctors associations. There was an expert council mm -hmm. on Friday who who's advising the government. Um, and then on Wednesday, we're going to see kind of the, the big debate in Parliament where all of the parties are going to have their say. And then uh, ultimately, that will then inform kind of the, the proposal that the government will make. So as you said, he's put it to an expert council to kind of go over the data and advise him on whether they think that vaccines should indeed be mandated. Um, and what have they come back with? So this was on uh, Friday and uh, they said that there should be a vaccine mandate for over 50s. Um, the argument being that the over 50s who are unvaccinated pose kind of the greatest risk to the healthcare sector in a way because they are more likely to end up developing severe complications. Um, so it's a question of kind of protecting them and also protecting the healthcare system from becoming uh, overburdened. Um, and then also healthcare sector staff. Uh, so anything from kind of doctors, nurses, but also um, companies kind of contracted uh, coming into hospital and nursing homes, for example, anyone who has contact with patients, um, people doing sort of at-home care services, uh, they all should uh, be vaccinated. And there the argument was that there are obviously people who cannot get vaccinated, who are immunocompromised, even if they are vaccinated, who have lower protection, and that we should sort of provide this, um, uh, this sort of network around them uh, to, to help prevent them from, from becoming infected. Of course. So, uh, I mean, that's Obviously, Xavier Beta will make a decision whether to go with, uh, you know, that opinion that came back from the experts. But they're going to debate this on Wednesday in Luxembourg's parliament. Um, what exactly are the questions that are going to be up for discussion? So there's a, a catalogue of 37 questions um, that Xavier Bettel had kind of submitted to uh, to lawmakers, to also to this expert council, um, which they made public ahead of the debate. And it it does include these questions from, you know, who who should be um, covered by this this mandate? When should it start? Uh, where the, the, the these experts said, you know, essentially as soon as possible. But they also said it should right now they sort of recommended to have it last until um sort of for two years um, because that's kind of how long they expect um the, the pandemic to continue um but then there's also questions like you know how do you enforce this mm -hmm. um how are you going to make people get the vaccine what happens how do you find the people who don't and what happens if you don't what kind of sanctions will there be um what kind of fines um will it be a criminal offense or 
all of these kinds of more political questions, um, which that expert council also didn't address. They came out, you know, with with pure science and said, right, you know, this is the data, this is what we recommend. Um, and these other questions are very much uh, much more political questions, um, which we'll be hearing about uh, on Wednesday. Okay. Um, and another another question that was brought up was who the, who the mandate will cover, because obviously there are plenty of people that work in Luxembourg but don't live here. Um, and does the government have the right to mandate people that aren't uh, Luxembourgish residents? In principle, yes, um, because they, you know, they are, they are working here, and if they are healthcare staff, if it becomes a, a an obligation as part of their work contract, for example, um, and these are kind of questions that have have come up even previously, um, because for example, the one of the Luxembourg hospitals already last year, they said that they wouldn't be hiring unvaccinated staff moving forward. So they had some unvaccinated staff still, you know, who had previously been working there, whom they kind of moved into roles where they're not in contact with patients. Um, and then you had this kind of to and fro um, where some labor lawyers said, is this is this allowed? And then others said, well, but if you make it sort of part of your health and safety rules, and just as you have to wear a helmet if you're a construction worker, um, you then say, all right, if you're healthcare, if you if you're healthcare staff, you have to get vaccinated. Um, there was also um, the the defense minister said that all of uh, the active like soldiers in the army they have to get vaccinated. Um, so there's been this that sort of side of the debate isn't actually entirely new. Um, but all things considered, around I think a, a quarter of doctors and two thirds of nurses in Luxembourg don't actually live here, um, and we've also seen, you know, in neighbouring countries where they could commute from, we've also seen fairly um, strong anti-vax protests and strong movements against it. Um, so it's uh, it's probably not going to go down easy if yeah. that is what they introduce. Well, it can't be an easy decision to have to make. I'm sure that the debate uh, will, you know, be quite fiery on Wednesday in Parliament. How are the different political parties already lining up against uh, the issue? So the the big parties in Parliament, so the, the CSV, which is kind of the biggest group in Parliament, even though they're in the opposition, um, they're also the ones, I mean, they already in December introduced a kind of a motion or resolution in Parliament to say that, you know, we need to... We should be introducing this, we need to talk about it. Um, you then have the, the three government parties, the DP, LSAP and uh, the Greens, and they have all come out in principle in favour, but all also saying it needs to be, there needs to be independent evidence by an expert council, which we now have, um, which would support it. Um, but then the, the smaller parties, so the, the ADR, um, Daylink and the Pirate Party have been um, have been against it. Um, the the ADR and the Pirate Party have been very vocal in their opposition. The the left have been um, slightly sort of less, sort of more open to debate, I would say. Um, but ultimately, those three small parties won't be able to make a difference in terms of uh, the vote because together they have eight seats in Parliament, um, mm. so they're they're not needed to get a majority. Okay. And do we know when a decision will be made after the debate? That's not quite clear yet. So okay. um, we don't really know if, you know, if, if, if at the end of that debate, the government's going to say, all right, you know, this is what we've decided. Mm -hmm. um, or if they're going to go away from the debate and then, you know, s seek more counsel, maybe seek more external counsel as well. Um, there were some calls as well, for example, from a, a national ethics committee saying that, you know, civil society groups should be much more involved in this debate um, because it kind of concerns all of society and not, you know, not only doctors and politicians. Um, so we're not 
quite sure yet what kind of the what will happen after Wednesday. We'll we'll have uh, an insight into what kind of the political consensus is, mm-hmm. um, but then the process that will follow that um, remains unclear. Also, because right now the way that it's worked is that we've had this COVID-19 law since last year. Uh, well, last year, 2020, actually. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> um, it is already 2022. Um, and um, up until now, they've always sort of amended the previous version of that law to yeah. introduce the new restrictions or whatever update they're doing. Um, and there's also a question of like, are we going to just introduce an amendment to the current version of that law? Or are we going to create an entirely separate text, um, which we they will then vote on? Um, And these COVID laws have been passed through Parliament at very qu- quick speed. Mm. Um, I mean, some of them, it's sort of taken barely a week between them being submitted to being voted. It's a process that can also take a lot longer um, because the State Council needs to get involved, check whether these laws um, comply with Luxembourg's constitution. Um, so that entire process could also then still take some time before we before they can actually enforce this. Sure. Okay, well then I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Uh, we're going to go to a track now and then when we come back you're going to pick three events that are happening this week in Luxembourg for people to look forward to. Yes. Okay, this is Falls and Wake Me Up. That's Falls and Wake Me Up. Cordula from Delano is in the studio right now. Uh, she's. We're going to go over some uh, events that you've got uh, kind of earmarked for people to know about in Luxembourg. Yes, so if you want to listen to some Cape Verdean uh, music this week, uh, there's a lunchtime concert at the Philharmonie tomorrow at uh, 12.30. And uh, there's Cape Verdean artist uh, Roda de Coladeira, who's playing a free concert. Um, so if you have some spare time on your lunch break, head over to the Philharmonie and uh, listen to some Cape Verdean music. He plays the guitar and drums. And Okay. Um, Do you need to book that in advance, even though it's free? Uh, no, you don't. Okay, you just, just need show to show up. up with your 2G plus right, COVID certificate yep. and uh, hope that there's still some free seats. But usually they do these in the big auditorium, so there's kind of plenty of space. Okay. Um, so that's tomorrow at lunchtime. I guess they can find more details at philharmonie.lu. Exactly. Yep. Uh, and the second event? There is a plant sale. Uh, next weekend, uh, if you're planning ahead, um, because we obviously won't be here again until next week, Monday. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it is kind of, because uh, it's so grey outside, if you want to add a bit of uh, colour to your to your apartment, there's a big plant sale on at a place called Cartel, which is right around the corner from Comme à la Maison in uh, Hollerich. And um, if you register in advance, you get a free plant. Oh, wow. And uh, you can find the event on the Delano agenda, so Delano Lou slash agenda, and you can find all of the details on how to register there. Okay, great. And finally, one more event for our listeners. Yes. Also, next weekend, on the 22nd of January, there is an album release of the Luxembourg National Jazz Orchestra, who have been recording with uh, Morgan G. And you can get a listen of that album at the Optaschmelz Culture Center in Dudelange. Okay. Great, thanks very much. Uh, and finally, you have uh, your own personal pick of the week. Um, what have you What have you chosen to let our listeners know about? Today? My pick of the week is a book called uh, Wayfarer's Hymns. It's by a South African novelist called Zakiz Mda, and um, it's sort of set in uh, rural communities in Lesotho and South Africa, um, based around kind of illegal mining. Um, but it's very much about sort of traditional hymn singing 
in these communities, which is not something that I was aware of at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really kind of steeps you into this um, into this culture. And there's um, this sort of warring bards who all try to um, come out on top and be sort of the, the top singer of these traditional songs. Okay. Um, and uh, they don't hesitate to use their guns. Um, and it's all sort of tied up into this illegal mining. And it's, it is obviously fiction, mm-hmm. um, but it is based in kind of things that are happening uh, in real life, um, and it's a it's a really interesting. I just thought it was a really interesting book that just transported me into a, a completely different, uh, different world and culture. And the, the writing is beautiful. It's very rhythmical because it is all about music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would uh, recommend people great. to check that out. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much for coming in and joining us today. Uh, Delano will, of course, be back for another Top of the Week next week. It might be you. It might be one of your colleagues. Um, But yeah, uh, we will be posting this uh, little interview onto our website and uh, sharing it with Delano, of course. So you can find it uh, to listen back uh, on rcdradio.lu or delano.lu, I believe. Uh, So yeah, thanks very much. And uh, we'll see you you guys next week. Thanks for having me. Yeah, cheers.